Good afternoon, Mary, and welcome. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So for our listeners today, our lovely guest is Mary Ruland. She is a personal chef, and she and her husband own a small orchard in Catalina, Arizona. And I met Mary through one of the really large, really large intermittent fasting communities. And we must have been posting pictures and we must have both realized that we lived in the same area of the Southwest. And not only do we both live in the Southwest, but we live in the same town. So we connected through Facebook and now we're friends in real life. We've been hiking and uh, several times. Yes. And so uh, today we're gonna find out a little bit more about Mary and her journey with intermittent fasting. So Mary, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your backstory and how you came to intermittent fasting? Sure. Well, I was, I just started about, it'll be a year in March. So what happened was I've always been fit. I've always been very active and I eat really healthy. We grow organically. We have a garden and orchard and I mill my own grain for wheat, you know, wheat. So making, and I get orders for, you know, cinnamon rolls and bread. So um, that's what my background is. So I um, noticed that even though I'm like riding my bike, like 80, at least 80 miles a week and hiking and things like that, that I was getting love handles and I was like, what is going on? So I started wondering about my hormones and hormone imbalance and things like that. So I started doing research and then I um, came across a lot of things about fasting. So I started reading like Dr. Fung's um, book on obesity code. And then I found Jen Stevens and I read, you know, delay, don't deny. And I also, you know, read the power of appetite correction and life in the fasting lane, a lot of Dr. Fung's books too. So I decided, oh, I'm gonna do this. You know, know, I just wanna see what happens. And I think I got a really good start from Jen Stevens' book, you know, Delay, Don't Deny, about how clean fasting is really good. Because I was, you know, like, um, there was a period in my life that I, I did pretty much fast because I was allergic to eggs and lots of different foods. So I didn't really, I mean, eat breakfast anyway. But then later on, when I became, you know, not allergic to a lot of any foods now, so I'm not allergic to any foods right now. I started incorporating like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because that's what you do. I mean, that's what you're taught, you know? So even though maybe I might not have been hungry, I'm just saying, okay, it's 12 o'clock, so let's eat. So, or, you know, it's breakfast time, let's eat. But uh, so when I started reading the books, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this and see what my body, what my body is craving or whatever, and figure out those hormones that trigger, you know, um, you know, hunger and satiation. So I was like going, okay, I'll just do this. And what happened is I started dropping weight. I dropped weight and I started exercising in a fasted state, which was very interesting for me because I had always heard, oh, you're going to faint. You're going to feel faint or whatever. And that was not the case at all. In fact, I had more energy and I was going like 40, 60, you know, miles on the bike at one time without eating, just drinking and having electrolytes. It was amazing. So I am a total fan. I did drop 10 pounds. I, I'm not overweight anyway, but I mean, it's just a great, I know I'm, this is good for your body. So that's the reason I've just maintained it now. I still fast at least 16 hours a day. Um, sometimes 20 just varies. I don't 
try to be really strict with that part, at least just 16 hours at least. But um, yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, you know, 16, eight or 24 or whatever, you know, so, and it doesn't really bother me when I go on vacations or anything like that, or like, I just got back from seeing my daughter for the weekend in Salt Lake City. And, and that was great. You know, I could just go out with them and, um, you know, pretty much it's just a normal way of life. I think. Yeah. Life. So uh, you just touched on a, a number of fabulous issues. <laughs> so, um, we're in the same age demographic. I think I'm a little tiny bit older than you, but, and you really didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but you knew you were feeling off. And so the hormonal part is so important that people think it's just black or white calories in calories out. And, and it's not that simple. I'm not saying calories don't count at all, but it's, there's a lot more to do with your glucose and your insulin and your hormones. And in our age demographic, there are many women who once they get to that menopausal cycle stage, they start to gain some weight around their midsection. And that's really unhealthy. And for me, I was teaching uh, school and I was in my mid fifties and everyone thought I looked amazing, but I knew that my middle was expanding and I was doing similar things. I was running 50, 60 miles a week. I was teaching aerobics. I was teaching music and running around the building all day. Like my job was physically demanding. So, um, so it's really important that people honor that hormones change at different phases of, of our lives. And the other thing that's really hard to change people's uh, opinion and mindset is the, <laughs> is the eating and the exercise part, you know? Right. I mean, I've run up to 30 miles completely fasted and people in my running community are flipping out. Right. Like they, you have to pre-workout, post-workout, you know, same thing at the gyms. And um, you don't have to eat and before and after you run five miles. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> Right. I totally agree with that. I mean, just by it's, but that's the world. The world tells you that, you know, and the world tells you, oh, you're getting old. So, you know, live with those love handles or whatever. And that's not true either. You know, you just, it's, you really, everybody has to do their research because it is different. Totally. And I wish people would do research in, and because a lot of people have blinders on. And what I see is I, um, I was previously living in a 55 and over community and it's kind of like, oh, I'm over 55 and I'm supposed to be thick around the middle. And no, that it doesn't have to be that way. Not that we all have to have washboard abs, right. but it's a health issue. When you have that visceral fat around the middle, that can impact your heart and your health. So thank you, Mary. Um, and the other thing that you and I both know is uh, I usually don't eat till like two o'clock and I, I'll run my 10 miles, I'll do my workout. And I prefer to do my exercise in the fastest state, right? Yes, I love it. I mean, I think that's the best thing ever, really. So what benefits have you found while you're doing your exercise and not eating breakfast? You know, how has that helped you? Well, I can go a lot longer and without eating, and I can go a lot longer, you know, just strenuous exercise too. So that's another thing that was really um, mind boggling to me because I thought, oh, you won't have enough energy because that's what you're taught. You know, you just, you read that, you hear that from other people or I belong in different groups, like riding groups. And, you know, we stop midpoint and they'll get out there, all their snacks and everything. And I'm just like, water's great with, for me, you know I mean? Yeah. I just have enough energy for that. 
Right. And don't you find it almost gives you more energy because absolutely your body's not busy like digesting and working and it could put that energy into your muscles. Now I know Mary, she's she's a really avid psych cyclist and um she's a badass hiker too, right, Mary? <laughs> hiking. Well, I'm training for the um Grand Canyon. We're gonna go hike in June. So we're we're trying to get a bunch of hikes in before that trip. Yeah. And are you doing a, a rim to rim? I can't remember what you're doing. We are doing rim to rim. Nice. And you have a whole bunch of people you're going with, right? Yeah, we're going with, I'm going out with nine other girls. Oh, <laughs> uh, girls trip, strong women trip, right, Mary? Yes. So Mary, you mentioned you had some allergies. Um, has fasting helped that at all? Well, I didn't notice that at all because um, five years ago, I was allergic to everything. I mean, I was, had food allergies. I had, I had cat allergies since I was a little child. And then I had, um, I was allergic to dogs and things like that and all grasses and trees in Arizona. Oh gosh. So I was always doubling up on, um, I, on, a antihistamines and sometimes going on prednisone, you know, once or twice a year for those kind of things. And then I came across, um, something called juice plus, which is all it's concentrated produce powder. And I started taking that and that changed my life really. That's yeah. why I think I mean, all my allergies, my eczema and everything went away. And I think that's just nutrition has a really key part in, in all of this too. So um, that went away. And then, and I noticed that when I've started reading um, more books on fasting, that is a Sorry. something for people that fast too, which is good. So. So you've basically been on a health journey. Like I have. You, you have these allergies and you were being proactive and you said, okay, I have this issue and I'm not just going to be resigned to taking lots of medications. How can I help fix this? So you found your, your product, your juice, what's it called? Juice plus called juice plus. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was the first, the kind of your first step. And then you went another level by finding your intermittent fasting. Yes. Just because I knew that um, there's some, a lot of research studies, five different research studies on just the immune system and with juice plus there's actually over 40 um, published research studies, but five just on their immune system. So I knew it helps your immune system get back into balance. So when, when all this happened last year, where I was kind of like gaining weight around my, um, like my uh, love handles or whatever. And I was thinking, this is not right this must be hormonal. I must be have a hormonal imbalance. And that's why I know if I can get that under control, that could be part of it. That's why I started researching about that hormonal imbalance and stuff. And, and intermittent fasting came up on that one. Excellent. So yeah, so you're, you're doing your homework basically as a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. So thank you. Um, so I was going to say, oh, your job. So Mary, you're a personal chef, right? Yes. Yes. So how does fasting impact your job? Because I know chefs must be, they must have to taste food, right? When they're preparing it for their clients. They do. And I, lot of, I have a lot of jobs that I start in the afternoon, which is perfect. Um, so that's during my eat, like eating window that I have. And that's good. And the, the other times, if they're in the morning or, or whatever, and I usually work from three to five hours. So I sometimes get, a, get away with um, not even trying stuff. It depends on what I, if I'm doing it I've done it a lot of before, so okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and right. Oh, so if you're doing a standard dish that you've made 900 right. times, like you don't right. need to taste it every five seconds. Right. Okay, good. And um, 
What about uh, friends, family? Have you had problems? Have you had support from other people? How's that worked out? I've had really good support. I mean, when I first started and I started reading the books, I had um, told a friend about it and she just got on board. She goes, I want to do that with you. So it was really good to partner up with somebody like that. My husband was really, he's supportive too, but he didn't really know anything about it. And he didn't really want to read the books. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I'll pass, I'll do that. But I mean, he didn't know the whole concept and like going 28 days to really get your, your body adjust it to this whole kind of fasting and and he didn't really realize about the clean fasting and not having you know stevia in your tea or coffee or milk or cream or whatever so um he didn't really grasp it at first now he's totally on board he does fasting too so he's really supportive on that but my other friend she um started reading the books with me and she was doing a different kind of fast because there's many different fasts that you can do you know so she did an alternate day fast while I did the eating window in 16 hours at first and um, eight hours. So, so I started out slow and, um, but she lost a lot of weight faster than I, I did. But I mean, it was really cool to have her support and us, you know, talking about different things and she's still doing it. It's a lifestyle for her and it's a lifestyle for me. So. Oh, she my- is. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. And, yes. um, and she's a lovely woman. I, I met her too, but she yeah. also maybe was a little larger than you. And I, yeah think, you know, if you're small like me and you, and you don't have a lot to lose, it's like the weight doesn't float off as fast. And, and there's a lot going on internally, the, the reduction. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The reduction of inflammation. So I didn't know your husband was fancy, was fasting as well. And um, didn't he just have a rehab? He had some kind of injury. So did that help his recovery? You think? Um, I think so. He, I don't know if he would tell you it would, because he just doesn't say that, but, um, I think so. I really think so. I think fasting is good for every, you know, everybody, but he's a pilot right now. So he was on, um, he went back to work after his injury, um, got better. He had a, um, rotator cuff surgery and then it went into frozen shoulder. So he recovered from all that. And then he went back to work. So he had to go to training. And so he was on AMs, they have AMs and PMs. And so he was doing a little bit different than he'd have to eat in the morning. He didn't like doing that, but that he had to adjust that. And that's oh. what's good about fasting too. You can do that. You can adjust your schedule or whatever to whatever you're asked. But now he's back on PMs and it's working out perfectly. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's an important point. Like some people eat their meal in the middle of the day. Some people right. wait and eat in the evening. I even know people that eat their one meal a day in the morning. Right. You know, everybody's different. But I, I do want to mention uh, the whole breakfast issue because, you know, I was a public school music teacher and all, my whole career were like, you got to eat breakfast. You know, I taught chorus. My kids were in the, in the room at like 10 of eight. Middle school kids, we're talking 12, 13, 14. And they're like, I don't want to eat breakfast. And we're constantly making people eat when they don't need to, right? Right, right exactly. And that's the cereal companies had a lot to do with that. You know, telling people breakfast is the most important time of the day. And then they're pumping you with sugary cereals. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a marketing. I really think it's yeah. a marketing thing. So I know, um, Mary, you eat all the food groups, but I think you are a whole foods person. Like you said, you make I your am. own wheat. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yes, I um started making my own wheat. I used to live in Japan and I met this woman and she came to our house one year when we lived up in Phoenix, Arizona and she brought her own bread. And I thought that was kind of strange (laughs) that she would bring her bread. But then um, 
we started tasting, we were like, and she milled her own grain as well and made her bread. And it's just so much healthier. There's so many more nutrients in it. And it, um, you can have one slice and it fills you up, you know, it just, it's just good. It's not, it's not like it's, um, air bread, you know? Right. So, uh, my husband was like, Oh, let's do that. You know? So I started, um, milling my own wheat and making bread. And then other people would ask me for, you know, orders and things like that. So I used to do that, but it, it's very, very good for you. It's lots of fiber, lots of different nutrients from the wheat. And I started just doing bread. So you were originally doing bread. Was that your, the beginning of your chef career? Yes. Yes. So um, I just want to mention the bread thing. Cause um, I had a, a really nice nutritionist in New York and she, her theory was that people really aren't gluten intolerant, that they're really intolerant to all the processing and right. in the carbs. And what do you think about that? I think that's true. And I also think it's the wheat because now we have genetically modified our wheat. Yep. So I have to get, I have to buy different kind of wheat that's not genetically modified. It's more expensive, but um, it's better on your digestive and there. And you know, it doesn't have, you know, pesticides and herbicides on it. So. Excellent. So you eat all the things and I know I've seen you posting some of your lovely recipes and it's been a little chilly here in Arizona. So um, when do you do your cooking for your family and how do you work that in with your job and your fasting at all? Um, I, well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I, um, well, it's been working out pretty good because I'm only working two to three days a week. And so for my clients, and then I have the rest of the time at home to just take, you know, be experimental and things like that. And if my husband is flying, cause he's usually flying three days and then he's home for four days. So I kind of work it around that too. So, Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fun. And um, so how, how many hours a week do you exercise or miles? Like how would you calibrate that? Um, I work out at least five days a week and it just depends if I'm riding, sometimes that might take longer, you know, I might average about 80 to hundred miles a week on that. And then just hiking two to three times a week. So. Great. And then you take walks, I think, right. With your dog. I do. I take, you know, walks every night with my husband, but it's only like an, a mile, two miles. You know, yeah. not... But you know, here's the thing. If everybody in America <laughs> walked a mile or two a day yeah. and only ate when they were really hungry and maybe skipped one meal a day, like only ate lunch and dinner or vice versa. I think the country on a whole would be in better physical shape. They would, they would. I mean, I think about walking a mile for me, like I run eight miles and then I'll go for, a, I usually go for a sunset walk in the evening because the sunsets are so beautiful here. But I'm thinking about when I go for my little mile after dinner walk, for some people, that's their like whole day of exercise. Like that's right. all they manage. And and that's good. Right. It's still better than sitting on the couch, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So Mary, um, you know, you know, you know a lot about food, obviously, and I think it's really fantastic that as a chef, you're able to fast. Do you, do you ever tell your clients about it or how does that work? I do. And, you know, they're like, they don't understand. They don't think, you know, so they don't. And if they get their book, if they really want to know more and things and, and they get the book, that's really good. I mean, I think if they read the book, that's the one they're really serious, I think, because other than that, you people just don't get it. And I think it's like more, they don't want to do it. They just think they can't do it. I, I used to be the same way. You know, I grew up, I was, I grew up Catholic actually. So um, we had fasting, you know, once a year. So 40 days of fasting. 
and you give, you would give up something. I would give up one thing and I couldn't do it for 40 days, like chocolate or whatever, you know? So, I mean, I was thinking, how could I ever fast? I don't know if I could do it, but once you understand the concepts of what it is and what it does for your body, I think that's when you really grasp it. It's so good for everything. And there's so many things that so many benefits about for fasting. Yeah. Do you, um, have you been to the doctor recently? Like, does your healthcare practitioner know that you're doing this? Have you had any experience? I haven't. I go on the 11th. So that'll be the first time in a year. So the 11th of March. So you've been, so you're just coming up on your one year fasting anniversary, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you obviously are an educated food consumer because you have your orchard and you know about food and you know about nutrition, but what advice would you give to someone that um, maybe is in your field and they're like, I, I can't fast. I, I'm, I'm preparing food all day for people. I just can't. What, like, and would you have any advice or even a stay home mom who's like, they got to feed their kids every few minutes, you know? Right. I would say go slow. I say really read the books, read um, Jen Stevens. I love her book out of all the books. Cause she does quote a lot of the other books that I've read, but her book fast feast and repeat is excellent. And it goes over the latest um, research on autophagy. I mean, just lots of different things that you can look at. And then I would just say, start slow. Like when I first started, I just gave up snacks. You know, I just gave, that's the first thing I gave up snacks. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to stop eating after six, you know, and I stopped eating after six and I had already given off snacks for a couple, like a week or two. And then I started, you know, stopping, stopping my eating at six o'clock in the evening. And then I went 12 hours at least. And then I brought it back up to 16 and just, you know, that's how I did it. I did it very slowly, but eased into it. And I would say clean fast. That's the best thing too. The best thing is clean fast. That's, that means to just have water, black coffee or black tea, no stevia in it, no cream in it, because that breaks your fast. Or if you have water, that's, that means no lemon in your water, no apple cider vinegar in your water. It's just water, you know? Right. So the clean fast, for those of you that may be new to this concept, is basically we don't put anything that has a sweet taste. So that would be stevia, sweet and low, um, even lemon or lime, because what happens with that, even though it may have minimal or zero calories, your body senses that as sweet, like sugary, and your body thinks, okay, food is coming and I got to raise my insulin, right? Yes. And, and if you are fasting, so if if it's for weight loss, that's great. But some people fast like me, I'm pretty much at my target weight. I fast for the autophagy, which is the cellular healing. And I just want my body to be like relaxing and cleaning and healing. Right. Am I explaining it? Mary, do you think I'm explaining it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I love that because you're upcycling all those cells, you know, so that's a good thing. Upcycling. Some people say recycling, you know, and um, I don't know about you, but my, I have a family history of um, dementia and Alzheimer's and that's like my motivation. I just want to keep my brain clean. And, um, and they just say, you know, there are more and more studies coming out that say, um, dementia and Alzheimer's are like diabetes three, like it's related to your insulin response. Um, so they're not positive, but it, it can't hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I like what you said about um, gradual because here's what I think. I have friends that say, oh, I can never, I can never fast. But if you could even do 14 hours. So th- you know what that means? That means you eat dinner. Let's say you eat dinner like 536. 
And then you stop eating, just you eat a nice meal, have whatever, stop eating after dinner, including wine. Yes. And right. then you, you don't eat anything until maybe mid morning the next day. There you, there you go. You don't need to eat the second your heat, your feet hit the floor in the morning. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I also think a lot of times when we think we're hungry, we're really um, thirsty or maybe we need hydration, especially where we live in the desert. Exactly. Good. So Mary, um, anything else? I'm sorry. Anything else? Yes. Another thing I would say is um, if you're fasting, like if I didn't read the books at first um, and I started fasting, you know, and and then when I, when I got into the 16 hours of fasting, um, I gained weight. So I, I got on the scale, I gained two, two or three pounds. And I remember going, man, but I had read in the books. Don't worry about that. You're going to adjust. That's going to adjust. So I was like, um, if I was, did not read the books and that would happen to me, I think I would get frustrated and I would have given up right then. So people just don't do that. Just go through it and, you know, let your body adjust and really go that 28 days doing at least 16 hours, I would say. Okay, so you're saying give it 28 days. You're highly recommending people read the books. Now, if you are like me and you have no patience, they come up, they're on audio. audio. Yes, yeah. get the audio then. A delay, don't deny, and fast, feast, repeat. And I think in fast, feast, repeat, she says, don't even weigh yourself, right? The first 28 days. I think she yeah. says that. I, yeah, I think she does. She does say that. So I would recommend, like, don't even get on the scale because this is not about losing five pounds or 10 pounds. It's about changing your lifestyle and improving your health. And weight loss is a side benefit, right? That's correct. That is Yeah. And, you know, as women, and I'm sure men too, like, you know, the body dysmorphia, like we need to acknowledge our successes. Like sometimes my stomach is a little bloated, but I'm like, hey, I can run run 12 miles. So this body is working fine for me, right? That's right. Yeah. So Mary, where can um, people find you? Um, They can call me on at 520-481-5968. And our orchard is called Justin Lane Orchards. Justin Lane. And had J-U-S-T-I-N, Justin Lane. Mm -hmm. And that's here in Tucson? Yeah, in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Is that, are those the pictures I see when you guys take those beautiful walks? Is that your orchard? Um, some of them, I don't know. I'm not sure which ones okay. I posted, but now we have no leaves on the trees. So they're just, okay. they're a little bit of blossoms are coming out. So let me ask you this. When you do your big adventure at the Grand Canyon, which is quite a strenuous thing, you know, this elevation, there's temperature changes. Um, how do you think you're going to handle your nutrition for that kind of an event? What do you think you're going to do? Well, since we're going down, I really want, I've gone at least 12 miles without in a fasted state and that was really fine. But I think I'm gonna try that to do it, go down with as a fasted state. Um, Coming up, we're gonna spend the night down there. So when we come up, I will have food in my backpack and things like that, just in case, but you know, I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna, I wanna test my body. I wanna see how it works and we'll see. Great. So you're training. So, you know, this is what we recommend because people message me all the time about, you know, they're new running or cyclers and they're not sure how to, um, do a longer endurance event fasted. So what I always recommend is just bring the food, just right. in, bring it exactly. just in case it doesn't take That's up that exactly. much room, you know, bring a power bar or whatever you usually use. I, you know, I'm keto. So I would bring bacon jerky. Right. Exactly. exactly. And also here's the other thing, you know, you and I are hikers and sometimes we're out in the wilderness. Um, 
Odds are small, but we could get hurt. We could twist an ankle and you might get stuck out there and you want to make sure you have emergency supplies. So that's what I always recommend for people. Just, just, you know, it's better to have and not need than need and not have, right? That's exactly right. And that's what we're planning on doing. Good. Great. So Mary, this has been excellent. And um, so Mary eats all the things. She doesn't eliminate any food groups, right? That's right. My husband's a hunter, so I love everything. Oh, <laughs> but I so love whole foods. I mean, that's what you want to eat. That's what you, yeah. So you Make eat whole, yeah. Try not to do as much processed foods as. Yeah. Let me ask you, he's a hunter. Do you do um like nose to tail? Do you do like organ meats or any of that stuff? No organ meats. For me. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we tried kidney last night. It was awful. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, eat, I do eat liver. I eat liver because it helps me. I have a, a hard time with my vitamins, but um, we, we eat a lot of meat. And um, so you grow all your own vegetables and then yeah. your husband's a hunter. So is that basically your meat source from his hunting? No, it is a lot of it, but, um, and it's a lot elk. We eat a lot of elk, but um, I eat a lot of grass-fed beef too. Yeah, so do I. I ate a lot of grass. You know, I eat salmon. I like, I mean, I like all of it. Yeah, fish. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So let me ask you this. Do you eat desserts? Like, what is your thing with sugar? How, what's your feeling on that? I'm not a big sugar person. I mean, I'm not a big, I've never really been a big sweet person anyway. But you know what? I love dates. I love dates. So I eat a lot of dates and just fruit, berries and things like that. So you Peanut butter and dates are are good. So natural. So Mary, in summary, you are big on whole foods. Me yes. too. And, um, and it sounds like your fasting schedule is really organic and simple. It is. It is. Cause that's my life. You know, I gotta, right. Around, can't. And I think that's good too. You don't want to get in such a regiment that you have, it gets to be a problem where you have to do this and, you know, and you feel obligated and you can't go out, you know, and live because things come up. You have friends that want to go out to dinner or whatever. And you can just, that's what I love about this lifestyle. You can adjust it and just go with the flow. Yes. It's, yeah. You can absolutely adjust and go with the flow. All right. Well, thank you so much. So it's Mary Ruland, R-U-L-A-N-D, and it's Justin Lane Orchards, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And is it, you said Catalina, is that? Catalina, Arizona. And we're, our, usually our Times for picking are May through September. So you just got to see. And we do it by appointment only. It's good. Is that, so I want to ask, is that how you always did it or is that just because of the well, pandemic? Since, well, no, because we are still small. We only have like, we have 80 of fruit trees from peaches and we have over a hundred trees, but we have 80 from the peaches and apples. Wow. And so we're just expanding, but it's just small right now. We're not, we haven't gotten. That's lovely. So I have to, I have a confession to make, you know, I'm from upstate New York and yes. I didn't know they even grew apples and peaches <laughs> in yes. Arizona. I know there's grapefruit and all the, you know, oranges and citrus. the citrus, but I like, I'm from upstate New York. So we would go apple picking in the fall. And um, I thought that was just in our part of the country. So, oh. so what do you have to do to maintain um, your orchard? Do you have to water it? Like, what do you have to do? Yes, we have well on our property. So we have bubbler systems on in wells around the, each tree. And so they get watered and every, you know, twice a week in the summer and then once a week during right now. And we fertilize, but that's about it. And we trim. Nice. And it's just you and your husband. Do you have like people helping you? 
Oh yeah, we have people, we have um, gardeners that come over once a week. Oh, okay, good. I was like, wow, that's a lot. Cause that'll add to your fitness regime, right? <laughs> so Mary, thank you so much. And um, you make it, you really make it sound so easy, Mary. It's like- It really is easy after you get through that first 28 days. If you stick with it that 28 days, I think you'll totally grasp this and, and get it. And it's like, it, it feels really easy after that. But if you're not consistent, that's when it, it gets hard because you, if you're always restarting and restarting, that's what my husband did in the beginning, you know? And so I think that's when, where the problem is you restart and you're like, oh, I fasted today and I'll fast in the, in a week or I'll fast in a, in two weeks, or whatever. No fast every day, you know, you'll get it. Yeah. So I think consistency is really, really crucial. And it is easy, but in the beginning, it's you may you might have moments where you're like, Ugh. and a lot of that I, I really think is habit. Like you were used to eating lunch at noon, and then right, you know. So just push through. And if you're exercising, and you're starting your fasting, um, maybe in the beginning you want to open your window like a little earlier, just while you're adjusting, mm -hmm. right? And then you can push out your window because Mary and I are both pretty good at going multiple hours with our exercise and eating when we're done, right? Yes, definitely. And it, I'm telling you, that is the best. I wish I would have known about this years ago, really. I would have started years ago. It's so yeah, cool. I agree. And it's also convenient because you're cycling and you don't have to stop and bring food and you don't have to go to the bathroom as much. And um, the woman I interviewed last week, Jen, from the Run Fasted community, she says she has her best runs at 19 hours fasted. Like she tries to plan her runs at the end of her fast because that's when her body is like zippity doo dah, right? Wow, that's cool. I'm going to do that. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah, we should do that. And we should plan a hike soon, Jen. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So I called you Jen. Sorry, Mary. I was talking about Jen. So Mary Rulin, thank you so very much, my uh, my new friend around the corner. Which I know, thank you. I know, small world. And you know, people talk about Facebook and how um, it can be bad, but I think you know there is value in Facebook, especially like some of the communities that we're in for the intermittent fasting. I think it's really nice to have people who support you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because some of my friends, acquaintances in real life, they're they're very distressed about my exercising and fasting. I mean, it's it can be very divisive for some people. I have not run into that yet. Wow. I really haven't. So, I I just have some people who are like, oh, I will never do that. I can't do, I can't do that. They just automatically think they can't do it, and right. I'm like, no, you really can. You really can. Yeah. I wonder if it's because you're a chef yeah. and you know food. If maybe mm -hmm. they trust your insight more than they trust mine. I, I'm, I'm just curious, cause I'm not like a registered dietitian or anything. I'm just a, a study of one, but, right. um, but I do like that you recommend the books and, um, and I, I think knowledge is power. I think if people need to be open to not like, it's like following the way it's always been, right? Right. And I think if they can get into a really good um, Facebook group too, I think those Facebook groups are awesome because they really do motivate you to keep, keep going, you know, and, and get encouragement. I know that my friend Suzanne, who you know, she started this. She just put her little testimony on one of the Facebook groups. Oh, she did. Hey, she had. She was like going, Mary. You know, like 500 people. Really, they it just they just poured out love and you know encouragement. And so it's kind of cool. And that just makes you want to keep doing it and keep um, just going on this health journey because you're doing something good for your body. Yes, and, and you're helping other people by sharing, exactly. like encouraging. Yeah, because. Yeah, and Suzanne, she, she looks fabulous. So, 
Great. All right. So thank you so very much, Mary. Welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Just hang out. I'm going to stop the recording and thanks everybody and come back next week. I, our next guest next week will be Paige. Paige Davidson. She wrote a book about her journey. So she'll be showcased next week. All right. Thanks everybody.